0: You now, PTSD is a serious concern. And our next guest shares how it affected him and how he restored himself from it. Building
1: spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.
0: Good afternoon, Giant Builders. Today we have Kenneth Karnoslewski and This will be a really interesting topic, it's something that um, we need to discuss as we get into these new um, conditions, or I'm not sure what really to linger it into here, but um, welcome Kenneth, how are you today?
1: Very well, it is a great morning, I've got my coffee as well, and I'm ready to uh, kind of talk a little bit about my past and history.
0: All right, well let's start with that, shall we?
1: Sure. So I have quite the interesting history that I believe is interesting simply because as a millennial in 2018, I was working for a bank. And if we all recall what happened in 2018, the market crash, uh, I was laid off due to that market crash um, and found myself kind of just in a a slew of different corporate jobs until uh, I found a job in restaurant technology. And As I was in this company brand new, I was probably the 30th employee overall ever within the company. Um, And by the time that COVID hit, we were nearing 3,000 employees. And when they released about half the staff, I was one of those people who got released. Um, And now I'm, I'm happy in what I do. I work in music licensing, something even completely different than the first two jobs. Um, but I always seem to pick the industry that is going to have an issue um, in the the world itself.
0: Oh, that's a bummer, isn't it?
1: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I it's it's always hard when you lose a job because you're you're always worried if you're going to be able to find another one. Uh, the first job that I had, when you or especially the way that I lost it, I should say, um, when you lose a job during a banking crisis and you worked for a bank, banks aren't hiring. So you have to pivot to something else. When I worked in the restaurant technology industry, all of my closest people that I knew people that I've worked with all the people like friends, everyone that I knew either worked in restaurant or restaurant tech while both those industries were, um, you know, not hiring. So you can't hold off, uh, for a minute. The, The little bit of money that they did give us was not enough for someone with a brand new mortgage and, uh, expenses and costs. And uh, even though we were given, uh, I wasn't given a settlement for the banking industry job, but for this job, I was at least given a little bit of money that I could have survived for a bit. But for me, when that kind of stuff happens to me, it really affects my brain because I'm like, what am I going to do? Even though I have this, you know, little nest egg of money that they gave us in my head, I'm like, I need a job. I need money. I need income because you can have savings but the the lack of safety net of income i think scares a lot of people including myself
0: that's true so how do you change your mentality to go into a completely different industry what what do you reach out for first
1: first i tried to stay within the technology industry um i felt that one of the things i've learned growing up is that I'm not a manager type person. Um, I don't like micromanaging people, uh, but I also learned that I like to be a subject matter expert. So I looked for a job that involved um, a team of people within the technology industry, something usually around software or hardware, so that I can become the subject matter expert of that industry of that business, which is what I've become with my new job um, as the, the personal trainer for both internal and external staff uh, within the uh, music licensing industry.
0: And don't you find out? Just, uh, just my opinion, but don't you think that there's this whole rah-rah of oh, there's so many jobs, there's so many jobs, but they're not well-paying jobs.
1: Oh, we can get into a lot of conversations <laughs> with this. For me, um, I was lucky enough that. Uh, I was I was on LinkedIn probably a good eight hours a day when I first lost the job uh, with the restaurant tech industry. Um, I was looking for other, and, and everyone was very, very like, oh no, how do we hire in this world? What's going to happen? Everyone's starting to work from home because we got laid off at the beginning of April 2020. Mm-hmm. So we were still at the precipice of COVID and the lockdowns. So a lot of people didn't know a lot of freezings was happening for hiring. Obviously, unemployment shot up to 11 12%, I think, at that time. So really, nobody knew what was going on. And I got lucky that just being in the right place, right time, knowing the right person, seeing their one post on uh, LinkedIn... Uh, to get the job. But as we continue to grow, one, we did lose a lot of people within um, the the COVID pandemic that we've had, which has caused a lot of people to um, look at their jobs and look at different careers. And being in the restaurant industry, that's one thing that I've learned is that a lot of people were kind of sick of the customers. They were sick of what people were doing, how people were treating them, how the staff and how the owners were treating them to where they left the industry completely to go into different industries to go, you know, it's now that you can work from home a lot easier, um, especially those that might have kids, those that might have other responsibilities where it's a lot easier to work from home. They don't need their parents to watch their kids. Um, you know, I, I think the the entire World organization shifted into different industries, leaving industries like the restaurant industry short staff. So while our unemployment is so low right now, um, at historical lows, I believe it's like the lowest within 50 years. There are still places that are unable to find um, people working because they don't want to work now. Uh, a job that they almost used to have to work where they would have to get a uh, 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. shift at Taco Bell, or where they would have to get this bar shift on Tuesdays, Thursdays, because it worked with their parents who could watch their kids. Like there's a lot of flexibility that went on with all these new jobs and the way that the corporate culture changed that they can go into career paths. Now, Mm -hmm. not saying, you know, I know plenty of bartenders and wait staff that are career wait staff because they can make buku bucks Uh, off of tips but uh when i say career staff i mean more corporate world career staff
0: do you think that it's better environment working in a corporate range or in like a family business
1: i think each one has its own positives um and i think kind of like how i was explaining earlier um, that I prefer to be a subject matter expert versus a manager. There are people who will thrive working from home, people who will thrive working in a corporate office, excuse me, corporate office, uh, people that will thrive within a family business because you can trust these people as opposed to you know just the random person that just hired you. Um, I think there's different areas and territories where this works and where this doesn't work. Um, when you're in a, uh, a thin... Um, a thin profit line, like a restaurant industry, there's a lot more stress. Obviously everyone, there's a lot to do within that to where family restaurant industry uh, type organizations usually fail, um, unless it's just the the immediate family. And we're not even talking like cousins, aunts, uncles, like parents and children, that's it. Um, when you get into the corporate world, however, I think a lot of people have learned what works best for them. For me, I've been working from home since 2014. So this isn't anything new for me. I know how to adjust, adapt, um, and make it work from home. Whereas other people want to be away from the home. They want to be um away from the 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 five steps from the couch to the the office is not enough. They need that separation so that they can leave work. Um, and I think that's what we're starting to see a lot of people. Learn from the beginning of COVID is is that even when they left work, they left the office, they never left work. Their phone was on, their laptop was up, their tablet was near them. Um, And I think that's where you're starting to see even the newer trend. I believe people are calling it quiet quitting um, where people are leaving the office for the day, whether it's turning off their computer, turning off their phone, not answering Slack, not answering email. Um, And I think that's another, along with working with people, people, offline people it's not offline people at home so everyone's at home and along with doing that now you don't have that unfettered access to that person because they're refusing to not be paid for it
0: do you think it's a good time to learn a new skill
1: um i think it's always a good time to learn a new skill um, I think with working from home, I think you have a, a little bit more authority to be able to learn that new skill. Um, you're not staying at the office late because you're already home. Um, you can make the time a little bit easier because you don't have to worry about traffic. Um, I think everyone should be looking for what makes them happy. Um, the The job in between my current job that I had and uh, the restaurant Technology uh, position that I had, I was selling um, cloud space, and I'm not a salesperson. Um, and I think that's kind of where I started honing in what I wanted to do with my career, what I wanted to do with my life, what I wanted to do job wise. And I'm I'm blessed that I I do live in a double income house to where. I can play with house money a little bit. I can look for a job that's gonna be paying a little bit better. I can wait for the new one. I also had a job myself, so I can wait for that. Um, But I think it's very important that everyone continues to grow. There are ways to grow that aren't necessarily um, even work-related. The skill can be, like my girlfriend, since COVID has hit, has learned so many new things about uh, sewing. Mm -hmm. Um, and has started doing crocheting and hand stitching and quilt making and all these things to where it actually, she started her own Etsy shop. So I think there's the opportunity to do it, uh, with the extra time that we have. But I also think that even if you don't take that extra time to use, you know, learn a new skill, you can use that extra time for your mental health. You can use that extra time to, um, you know, be there for your kids or be with your family. So, as much as we're getting this extra time from all the time we're cutting from travel and work, I still believe there are things that some people can do and it's okay to not do. Uh, and I think it's important that a lot of people understand that it's okay to not have learned a new skill from COVID. It's okay to have not, you know, continue that Duolingo streak. It's okay to have not, um, you know, you, you relaxed on some things around the house. That is okay because you can use that time to do other things or, you know, use that time that you didn't do those other things to work on yourself. Um, and you can't fix yourself overnight. So that, that's my thoughts.
0: So tell me some things that you've learned since you've been go- doing different jobs.
1: Um, so for me, I, I always put myself nose deep into a job. Uh, When I worked for the restaurant technology uh, system, there was, I I was one of 30 people. And when you're in startup culture, startup culture, everyone is working all the time. Everyone is relying on each other to be available. Um, It is a very unhealthy relationship with the job. It is very rewarding, 100%, but it is very unhealthy. Uh, the company that I worked for when I started, I was the second employee in Michigan. I was working remote and I was about the 30th employee in the organization ever. Um, and from there, uh, everyone relied on each other. We had, so I had covered the territories of Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio, and we drove a lot. So I was doing roughly, uh, 55 to 60,000 miles a year in driving. And because there wasn't the this, we were trying to keep up with sales, which would mean that I would have to drive potentially across the state and in Michigan across the state can be a four or five hour drive, work an eight hour shift and then drive all the way back because the next day I need to be in Ohio or Cleveland, which is about a three hour drive um, and drive all the way back. So there, there wasn't a lot of policies and procedures to protect us as the staff. Um, But there was a lot of uh, again. We saw the mission. We saw the software. We saw the hardware. We we believed in what it was to where we actually pushed forward um, doing things we should not have done. Now, as we continued to grow, you can't do that when you have a thousand people. You can do that with thirty, not a thousand. Um, so I was instrumental in building these policies and procedures to save. Uh, The safety of these employees, the ones who are traveling. And it's not just me. Now you got people in Texas who've got long drive people in the nor'easter area who've got long travels, even though it's a bunch of traffic. Um, So, as I learned how to be more curt is the word somebody told me I'm too curt. Uh, to my HR and my managers, and I believe it is important uh, to have someone like that on your staff because uh, if someone's not speaking up or talking, everyone's quiet, and then everyone thinks that means it's a status quo. Because the new employees that were coming in were hearing stories of how we were, you know, working nights, working weekends, a two a.m. start day one day, and then a ten a.m. the next day, so we're just going back to back. So. They just accepted that's what it was, but really it shouldn't have been. And someone needed to step up, which I'm glad I did because working with HR, we created all of these policies and procedures that allowed everyone uh, not only a work-life balance, but again, safety. You can't be driving on the lack of sleep. I was drinking three to four white monsters, the 16-ounce cans, three yeah. to four a day.
0: Oh, that's um, a <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was not. It was not healthy. Uh, the food I was eating on the road was not healthy. We did not have like smart health programs. Um, so there was a lot of things that I was glad I was able to work on for that organization. And I think between all the time, all the effort, all of the work that I put into the organization to build it to where it was, they were actually about to. They did IPO at some point, uh, but they were going like leaning towards IPOing really fast um, when COVID hit the, I turned not into a member of staff. I turned into a number on a spreadsheet Mm. and there were people who had been there for six months that got to keep their job. Whereas I had been there for five and a half years and I didn't get to keep it. Mm. Um, all because I was simply a number on a spreadsheet. They looked at how many people they were going to keep. They looked at salaries. They looked at locations and said, all right, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. Um, and I was, you know, it, it doesn't matter the amount of time, the amount of effort, the amount of uh, I don't want to say rear kissing, um, but I knew like the the CEO knew me by first name and would say hi. The owners would grab me if I was in the office over in the the Boston area to show me all the new stuff that they're coming out. What they were excited to see me. Um, and it made me feel very important. But in the end, just like when I worked at the bank, all you were was a number on a spreadsheet. They when I got laid off at the bank, my replacement, was from the corporate office right down the road. And they were there literally two hours later as the okay. brand, new, brand new supervisor. I'm like, oh, this was planned.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and when you work for a bank, there's no, uh, because you have access to so much detail and information, social security numbers, banking numbers, all that stuff. There's no buffer time. You give a two week notice in the banking industry, you're laid off. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it, you're, you give a two week notice, two hours later, you're walked out. Um so when I got laid off from the the restaurant tech industry one of the things is because I put so much time so much effort and to be kicked to the curb in such an unceremonious way um I I honest to god suffered from PTSD I was having nightmares about work I was having nightmares about finding uh, a new job I was stressed excuse me I was stressed I was worried um it it, it was definitely a triggering thing um and seeing uh, thousands of us, about 1500 of us got laid off all at once. Like all of this happening. Um, they, they created a, they did their best after the fact to try to help us out. So there was a Slack, um, a Slack channel that they opened up for all 1500 of us to kind of like help each other work with each other, say, Hey, you're in this industry at this city. Here's a job I found for you. Um, but all that did was just keep triggering up these emotions yeah. uh, that I had because again, I just put so much time, effort, all of me into that organization. Like I, I was the cheerleader, I was the captain, I was ready to, uh, to go down with the ship during the the COVID time, and just to be like, hey, we don't want to pay you, um, goodbye. It it just it sucked. Like lack of better words, it sucked. Um, but for me, I. I just I couldn't sit idle, um, but I also had to stop doing things like I had to start unfollowing people on LinkedIn. Um, even even years later, uh, start unfollowing people because I don't want to hear about that organization. I don't mind the person, and I'm not upset that a person got to stay and I did not get to stay. I'm I, that I have nothing, no ill will to them, um, but for me, I don't want to hear how great you're doing because. Well, it, it just it hurts. It hurts me mentally, and it's not because I want the company to fail, but it's like I I helped build this, and I'm not there to see it to the end. Um, and it was just such a hardship for me mentally to where I had to start making the, again those roadblocks on following people on LinkedIn. I left that Slack channel thing because I'm like I don't want to see you guys and not for the fact of i'm upset again at you guys i'm upset at the company and you are a representative of the company i can't see you anymore
0: so what did you do to help channel this or to help make it better
1: um I, I was starting to see every time I'd hop on LinkedIn, because you know how when managers say, hey, can everyone repost this one thing? Can everyone re? So you would see the same 50 messages over. Uh, I learned on LinkedIn, you can unfollow people um, because I did not want to lose that relationship. If they were on my LinkedIn, they were probably on there because I respected them and would want to lean on them. Should I ever need to lean on someone or like, hey, you know, can you help me out or can you write me a um, a referral, something like that. So I didn't want to lose that. And when I learned that you can unfollow people on LinkedIn, all I did was every time I saw it, I would just unfollow that person. Um, and it started to go from, you know, upsetting and, and making me angry every time I would launch LinkedIn to, okay, I'm just on, it allowed me to move on because the, the finite, the finalization is either you delete that person, which means you delete them from LinkedIn uh or you don't and you just get angry every time they post but now that i have this third option to where i can you know mute them move on and still keep them within my life should um they need me for something or should i need them for something and i think that's what really helped me was that that third option
0: But how did you help yourself?
1: Well, i think i think eliminating a lot of um seen okay uh stuff from the the industry so I don't I used to follow the industry because I wanted to get back into it so I was following organizations uh, that are also in the restaurant tech industry that I would fit into with the job or something like that um because I was like you know hey I'll probably work at this one other job for a little bit and then get back into the industry mm-hmm. um but as time continued I just you know I would see these jobs and I would also see what they were paying. Um, and I'm like, I, I you're not going to get me back for, you know, I don't, I can't start over in this industry. I can continue, but I can't start over. So to help me, all I did was just eliminate the triggers in my life that would affect me mentally. The ones that would make me angry, the ones that would make me upset. Um, and that, you know, I keep mentioning LinkedIn, but I also, you know, remove people off of Facebook friends that I had on Facebook. Cause I'm like, I can't. I can't see this stuff without getting angry. Um, and that's, that's something, you know, we, we talked a little bit about PTSD and mental health. And that's something that I'm also working on through therapy. Um, like I started going to therapy because it was causing me reactions that were just not good for my mental health. They were not good for me to uh, have against my peers because I'm not mad at my peers, but they were making me mad. So I needed to figure out a way to do that better. So like therapy and just muting people on Facebook and LinkedIn and all these other social medias, um, that's that was what helped me move forward in time.
0: Great. Well, I'm glad that you're doing well and that you have a career now that obviously makes you happy again.
1: I. I love what I do, and I to harken back to what I said, like being a subject matter expert, I do not I, I think when you realize that you're not a manager and you want to be uh, the oracle of some type of program, like I love having customers email me. Like emailing me problems that I can solve or email me problems that I can't solve that I have to go and you know work with the team to fix. like those are the kinds of things that get me excited about work again. Um, it's what I did at the restaurant tech uh, position. I was, um you know i was the oracle i was there i was again employee 30 like everyone knew me and everyone knew i knew the answer or i knew what happened or i ran into the issue they're running into um so i loved being that that guide so that you know when support the support team in my current position reaches out to me and they have a question or like hey can you help me out here or, hey um i can't re- get through to this customer they're not accepting my answer as no can you give it a little bit more umph um I think that's important is not necessarily finding a a job or or not, not finding a career or a business that makes you happy, but figuring out what position in a job makes you happy. Everyone talks about climbing the corporate ladder. Uh, but for me, there are spaces where you don't have to be a manager. You don't have to climb a corporate ladder. You can, you know, and you have to find them. Um, and that's something that I started asking when I was doing a, a little bit of, um, uh, applying for other positions, I said, you know, what kind of structure do you have within your organization? And there was a great organization. Um, I didn't take the job, uh, obviously, but there there was an organization that they said that we have two tracks now. They have a management track and they have a subject matter expert track. And it's important to them because that means that it's going to get you instead of moving into management, you're going to move into coaching, you're going to move into training, you're going to move into senior positions where you're you don't have anyone under you, but everyone still comes to you because they need your help. Um, And I think that's what a lot of organizations need to start doing is, is that uh, especially with the, uh, the lack of a corporate culture now, uh, not going into an office, um, you need different tracks for people to follow, because I feel like you're going to retain them a lot more than having to, you know, if, if for me, if I went into an organization and the only way up is through management, I'd leave. Mm -hmm. And you lose me as an employee because I just don't want to be a man. I'm not a good manager. First of all, um, I've had these conversations with my other previous, the managers that were above me in the the corporate world and they agree. Um, but they also said that I was a great employee. I was very knowledgeable. I was very good at what I did, just managing people and making sure everyone else is doing their job, just not for me. So I think that's the important thing. You know, you, you were talking about learning a skill, um, over over time, I think a lot of people should work on along with, as I tell everyone, their mental health, talk to a therapist, go see one, go, you know, use Noom, I think is uh, one of the uh, online texting ones um, that helped me so much. But I think it's time to start understanding and looking deep into what you want to do in a career. Uh, because if you don't do it, you're just going to keep working for organizations or jobs that don't give you... Uh, what you want. Like for me, I, I found what I want. I'm doing what I want. And I'm I'm grateful for it because I know not everyone can do that. Um, but I think that there are a lot of people who need to hear what I say about the fact that it's okay to not want to be a manager. It's okay to want to be a subject manager expert. And those positions do exist. Um, And I think that'll help a lot of people like it did me when you just learned that about yourself.
0: All right. Any closing thoughts?
1: Um, yes, yes, yes. Plenty. I'll keep it sweet though. Um, very, very simple. Uh, it's okay, uh, to say no to the first job that tells you, yes, it's okay, uh, to renegotiate and ask for more money because if they're not giving you, uh, their salary range within their job, this is for people looking for your positions. Uh, they're not giving you the salary range. Um, you know, aim for the sky. If they're not going to give you a range, you need to aim for the sky and let them bring you down back to earth um, because then you'll at least get their the highest part of their range. Um, and lastly, if you're not happy with your current position, it is okay to look for another job. It is okay to uh, do something. And it's also okay if you're not happy in your position to talk to your manager, be current, be upfront. They need that feedback because if they don't get it, they're not going to change anything and nothing will change. And then you'll, it's a cycle that'll just make both you and the organization unhappy. So um, be upfront, be curt, and use that mouth of yours. Cause what's the worst they're gonna do? Get you, you know, you'll get laid off and you'll go find another job that'll make you happy.
0: Great, okay. Well, thank you, Kenneth. I really appreciate you sharing your experiences and just opening us up to options that we have available.
1: For sure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. Thanks, Giants Builders. See you next week.
1: Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with
0: Lois Wyant.